Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. My name's Chris, and it's fantastic to have you back with us for another podcast video. And in today's podcast, we're going to have a look at the latest news, and I'm going to talk through what my expectations are on things that we're likely to see in the medium term when it comes to cryptocurrency. So stay tuned until the end. It was fantastic yesterday to have our first live stream. And uh, I know it wasn't officially the first one. We've done a live podcast before, but it was our, far, uh, our first, I guess, of many, uh, because we're going to be doing these on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays each week. Uh, obviously, tomorrow uh, would be Thursday, so hopefully we'll have a new live podcast for you tomorrow. Um, but that really is dependent on whether uh, the builders are in Nick's studio sorting out some of the issues that he has there. So, um, yeah, stay tuned until the end because uh, I am going to give you my thoughts and opinions on what to expect in cryptocurrency in the medium term. So let's get down to the desktop. So we're going to start here with something uh, just I, I thought was a little bit light, light, um, not really going to be uh, anything that um, tells us where the market's going. But I, I just thought it was uh, quite comical uh, in some regards. Man who hid $3.4 billion in stolen Bitcoin in a uh, inside a popcorn tin uh, and underground safe gets a year or gets a year in prison, yeah, a year, um, which is crazy, right? Stole more than 50,000 Bitcoin from Silk Road Dark Web Marketplace in 2012. And uh, now this is all in the hands of the, the US government, I would imagine. Um, so look, rather interesting, but there you go, uh, Cheetos popcorn tin. Um, I just thought that was just a, a little bit of light humor to, to get us started in the podcast. If you do enjoy the podcast, mash up that like button, subscribe so you never miss a live or pre-recorded podcast. Uh, and don't forget, you can follow us on all of the uh, major uh, podcast channels, likes of Spotify, Apple Music and all those wonderful places. Um, but look, the next bull run, uh, Ethereum founder issues bullish prediction after game-changing upgrade helps Bitcoin price rally. Not sure Ethereum's upgrade helped um, Bitcoin uh, rally. I, I'm not aligned to that, but this is obviously to do with the, the Shanghai uh, upgrade on the Ethereum network. And basically that means that you can now unstake your Ethereum uh, I believe there's a big queue. Um, many in the space have been talking about big sell-offs and many people are also talking about, I guess, a counter-argument that more people are going to lock up their Ethereum purely because, um, you know, you, 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 you're going to be able to, you know, take it out uh, and unstake it whenever you like. So, um, look, I think this is all really uh, positive stuff. I do think that Ethereum is going to do really well. Um, you know, I, I do like the the you know, staking mechanism in regards that it takes a lot of the crypto off the open market and locks it away, um, making it more scarce. Uh, and then obviously you have the uh, supply uh, and demand stuff sort of really kick in. And uh, that is something that I like about ADA and many other projects, right? And uh, we've talked about this, you know, publicly. And I do think there is a bit of a game changer. But what... Um, you know, Vitalik also goes on to talk about is the fact that they now really need to focus on 
scalability and this is where all the layer twos come in this is the stuff that we talk about and highlight on the channel the the, the narrative uh you know from a sector uh perspective uh, and my future prediction is layer twos are going to be a big deal uh you know the likes of matic the likes uh the likes of um you know um metastow um aurora on um near protocol uh, hypercycle on cardano like layer twos not just on ethereum but on other chains as well uh, are all going to do very very well in the next bull run in my opinion so start researching those obviously i'm not a financial advisor take everything that i say with a pinch of salt um you know go do your own research i'm not a financial advisor right that i'm not giving you financial advice i'm just telling you how i see the market and where i think it's going uh, i just happen to be good at that um, but, you know, it's uh, up to you guys to to go away and do your own research. MicroStrategy CEO integrates Bitcoin Lightning Network to corporate email. And this is something that, you know, we need to, to be paying close attention to, in my opinion. Obviously, MicroStrategy, big investors in Bitcoin, and they are going to be pushing anything on the Bitcoin ecosystem. Um, you know, Lightning Network being one of those. Uh, and integrating it into the email corporate email world is something that you know is going to be uh something that's pushed right so um you know look really positive stuff um i do think bitcoin's going to go you know and on and do really really well um so yeah look we need to be aware of the the, the stuff going on i think um micro strategy uh, are going to be big uh pushes of any bitcoin innovation uh, that they believe could, you know, potentially build more of a utility for Bitcoin. So um, keep an eye on, you know, other things that are building or looking to build on uh, Bitcoin. Recently, we've seen NFTs uh, and so forth. So yeah, lots, lots of really interesting stuff. We've got crypto custody faces regulatory death roll. And um, look, I want to talk about you know i guess some of the, the the negative side of things or potentially negative side of things uh, but also things that i feel like are also potentially necessary in order for mass adoption and uh, one of those things is around custody and companies so we are seeing regulation being you know talked about um i guess investigated as to the best types of regulations that were required and um i can see custody um from a, a business point of view um being a very very interesting narrative over the coming months now why do i talk about it like this i really do believe that traditional finance companies uh, are going to look to monopolize uh self well, i say self custody custody of crypto it's not self custody that's what we do um but you know any company that uh, wants to custody crypto moving forward i believe in the future we'll have to have some sort of licensing uh, or um, sign off from a regulatory body before they can look after anybody else's cryptocurrency so this is going to be rather interesting and i wonder and predict uh, that there is a potential uh, gating off process where only certain people uh, are allowed those licenses and licensing might be the wrong way um, that you know not the way that they go but I think it's going to be something like that it's going to be some form of gated um, 
you know, uh, ruling or regulatory uh, compliance, licensing, um, sign off, that sort of thing. And uh, that poses a big risk for a lot of existing, you know, companies that are already holding uh, or custody cryptocurrency. So uh, I think watch this space. I'm expecting more and more banks to get involved in the custody aspect of things. Um, again, using the the banks are the safest place for your crypto, uh, as they do now for your fit. So yeah, look, rather interesting. But again, I do think that you need a, a form of traditional banking sector uh, custody um, options because that is how you get mainstream adoption. So I do expect this to happen. It's just a case of, you know, do they do they restrict it for existing co uh, companies? And I think they will. We've got crypto firms will develop offshore without clear US rules. This is the chief uh, of Coinbase and um, you know, recently visited uh, Britain who uh, are looking to be, uh, I guess, the hub, the central hub of cryptocurrency. Um, I, I think that really the UK is mixed up and like, it's portrayed you know, around the world as if like, you know, they've got their shit together and they really haven't, you know, one breath, the government are saying we are the hub of cryptocurrency. And then you've got all the UK banks going, uh, no, you can't invest more than £1,000 a month in cryptocurrency. What are you mad? It's risky. Um, So yeah, look, I think it's a little bit mixed up here in the UK. But you know, a lot of people around the world, particularly the US seem to think we've got our shit together here in the UK. And we really haven't. It's, um, it's still, I guess, run by clueless people uh, when it comes to you know upcoming and emerging um technology so um look i i agree with this uh, you are just going to be pushing away companies from what you know could potentially be a safe harbor for blockchain fintech crypto blockchain companies um and moving them to less you know, uh, I guess, um, regulated areas around the world that couldn't really give a rat's arse about whether, you know, investors are kept safe or not. So I think that the best, um, I guess, um, way to move forward would be for the US to set clear uh, guidelines, uh, maybe have a sandbox of some sort. And I, I think this is the same for the UK as well, although I don't think the UK is as bad as the US currently uh, with the clowns that are in charge of the SEC and, and other regulatory bodies in the US um, that just seem to fail time and time again to keep investors safe. And so much so that it it basically makes me question whether they they actually want to to keep investors safe because that like can you possibly be that inaccurate and that bad at your job um you know i i think somebody in the comments said a clock is you know even right twice a day um and i, I would question whether you know if the the sec were a clock whether that clock would be right twice a day it would probably not be right twice a day it'd probably be moving very very slowly and never actually be right at all um and and that makes it very very questionable as to 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 why that is how are they missing so much and it's not just the sec right look at some of these banks that you know didn't even have risk managers um or heads of risk uh management in their business uh for over you know three or four months so um look you know these are things that you know 
these regulators should have had oversight of and uh you know we can look at it traditional finance or crypto uh i i think it's all the same really to be honest um we got the bank of england considers limits on stablecoin payments as parliament uh, debates new crypto rules now this is the next thing right this is the next prediction that i've got for everybody and that is the 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 i i guess the campaign against stable coins right because you're gonna have cbdc's like and then your question's gonna be what's the need of a stable coin why have a stable coin when we've got this digital pound digital euro digital dollar and so forth right like why do we need stable coins and there's going to be in my opinion a big regulatory fight against stable coins so um stable coins are something that i think people should be very careful of at the moment i think there's regulatory risk and um you know i'm calling this risk out here now and um, look, I think that my videos over the last 12 months have aged very, very well. I'd go back to 2020 and I think that our videos have aged very, very well. Now, are we right about absolutely everything? No, of course not. Nobody's going to be right about everything. And yes, we're going to have made mistakes. And yes, uh, we're going to have called the odd thing in inaccurately. And uh, I think the vast majority of our predictions, though, have come to fruition. And if we go back to the beginning of the channel, our fourth ever video was on Singularity Net and the power of AI. Now I'm seeing these you know, influential influencers, you know, top tier that are seen everywhere they're on you know the news they're on um general tv they've got tv series like you know on netflix about them and all this sort of uh stuff talking about it now we've got uh blackrock talking about everything being tokenized we were talking about this back in 2020 i think our videos have aged tremendously well i think you know we've uh managed this uh bear market impeccably calling out the likes of ftx blockfi various other you know uh you know failures before they failed before most others you know including uh cz uh and you know his influence uh ftx tweet we were talking about it before then we were telling people to short ftt short solana uh and all that wonderful stuff so we've saved people an awful lot of money by you know being i guess non-emotional highlighting how we see the the market you know even usdc depegging i made nine percent uh profit on usdc from that depeg and again i did this whilst telling our you know, patreon members what i was doing why i was doing it and so forth so you know there's there's many instances that we can call out and look the reason why i highlight this stuff it's not about boasting it's just literally about trying to explain that you know you need to be open-minded in this space i talk about a lot of stuff and i highlight an awful lot of risk uh, and why am i doing this i i'm still in preserve capital you know uh, back in may 2022 uh, before like um, the low in june i was telling people perhaps you don't want to be in crypto right now i was saying to, to people i sold my ada and i was going to buy back lower i was telling people that you know um to expect um indicators to invalidate uh I, I was saying all of this stuff uh, and i was telling people to not just um you know dismiss what i'm saying uh, because you don't agree with it what i am trying to explain to people is go away do your research listen to both sides of you know people's arguments and look at two different narratives they can be completely different 
and research what each of these individuals are saying because you know i i would hazard a guess anybody that's really bullish right now yes they're po pointing to indicators they were back in june and july and august they were telling me about seven magical indicators and all i said to them was they're going to become invalidated i'm sat here now with these invalidated indicators with the market going exactly how i said it was being told the same stuff i was told back then now you know like i say take what i say with a pinch of salt people will say that i'm babbling and you know i don't know what i'm talking about yet nobody else has been calling what i've been calling you know when i was calling it or ahead of time uh, ahead of when i was calling it other than us and i think that you know we've uh, picked out some tremendous uh, gems in the previous bear market did tremendously well uh, selling um you know making good profit in the previous bull market uh, i think we're going to do better this time round you know there's people that were selling their arbitram uh, their arb um you know and we were buying it and we were re uh, giving reasons as to why look there's only so many times um i'm going to highlight you know the calls that we're making over the periods of time that we're making and being completely transparent telling you i could be wrong this time um but like what i do encourage people to to be is open-minded i think that you know if you're not happy with your financial positions right now um what i would say is you know question yourself and whether you're open-minded question you know who you're following question what information you're taking in uh, and you know have a look back over your track record i'm the first to say when i get something wrong and so is nick we highlight it regularly when we get something wrong um but what i would say is you know don't take this as like because uh, i see the comments people are like oh you're just boasting um you know it comes across wrong you're gonna lose followers and all this sort of stuff like i'm i'm happy like followers can come they can go um you know but like i'm always going to be true to myself and i'm still you know going to air what i want to air you know and what i i guess i really want from from people watching at home is to understand that like it's coming from a place i want you to be successful uh, i don't want people to to lose money in space you know it's not good for me if i say that i expect a a, a new lower low and a new lower low doesn't come in like if i was doing it for clicks um then i would be bullish right now like you know, I'd just go with the narrative, the current narrative. But I don't truly believe that that narrative is accurate. And, uh, you know, because of that, I'm going to, you know, I guess be persecuted in the, the comments for, for what I say and, and how I come across. And uh, to be honest, like, you know, I think how I come across is just who I am and who I want to be. And if you don't like it, I think that says an awful lot about the person that's making the comment, to be fair. So, look, um, what I would say, a bit of a ramble here, is be open-minded, um, listen to both sides of the argument, and, and and see which which side resonates with you. Base it on facts. You know, indicators are great, but you know it's a small data set. Um, you know, some indicators could be used in like the stock market. There's far more liquidity there. Um, you know, so just be careful when people are you know boasting about indicators and this, that, the other. I think the whole macro landscape is you know far more um uh, supportive of of a true narrative and um i i really do believe that there's correlation between crypto and stocks and i think we are moving away from a four-year cycle people are gonna you know laugh giggle take the piss out of that but 
Um, I think the more and more adoption this space gets, the bigger it grows, the less it is likely to be dominated by one cryptocurrency and uh, a halving cycle. Um, and I think we're getting to that point where things start to change. And uh, look, this is either going to age like milk or it's going to age like fine wine, like a lot of our other videos. Like what I would say is regardless of how this video ages, my 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 thoughts, my opinions are you should go away, do the research, look at the arguments and question why people are you know saying what they're saying. Is there substance to it or are they just all in a group chatting together, demonstrating like and coming together and you know, forming a narrative? Narrative is very, very dangerous. It can be very, very positive you know, if you find the right narrative to follow. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast. I really wanted to kind of highlight where I see the market going, some of the risks that, you know, uh, could rear their heads and play havoc in this space and potentially uh, pull the market back. Uh, I think into today's videos on the main channel, I may look at, you know, more of the bullish scenario and why we could actually moon. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed the video, mash up that like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, tap in that bell, selecting all the notifications so you never miss a video and I will catch you in the next one. Take care.